All right, thank you, Liz. Let's pray before we dig into God's Word. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we love you, we praise you, we stand off your presence. God, you're so holy and you're so good. Speak through me. Work in my heart as you work in the hearts of the people that are watching right now. And God, just continue to give people a message of hope during these tough times. Help people to cling to you more than ever during these tough times. Help us to remember you're the ultimate healer, above all healers, because you bring spiritual healing, which is more important than any other kind of healing right now, Father. Help us to cling to that truth more than ever right now. Help us to be on our knees constantly as your people, seeking your help and seeking your guidance. Help us to plug into the Holy Spirit, which is the living, moving, and breathing God inside of us constantly. In the mighty and powerful and precious name of Jesus, amen. So not too long ago, I read about a pastor from Indiana who over a 22-year span was arrested 35 times. He was also um, sent to prison five times, and he also had eight felony convictions during that time too as well. But in his last stint in prison in Indiana, he grew a hunger for God's word. And he grew such a hunger for God's word that when he got out of prison, he started a prison ministry at his church. And that prison ministry grew so much that he ended up landing a staff position at a church where he was the pastor of prison and outreach ministry. God works in prison just like he works anywhere else. And we're going to look at a story of how God worked in prison on a very powerful level in Acts chapter 16 verses 25 to 34 today. God worked in prison when Paul and Silas were in prison. To give you a little bit of a background of what's going on up to this point, Paul and Silas were doing ministry in a place called Philippi. And as they were doing ministry in this place called Philippi, they encountered a, a slave girl that was doing fortune telling. And this slave girl did not like what Paul and Silas were doing. And this slave girl did whatever she could to stop what Paul and Silas were doing in Philippi. At one point, Paul had enough, and Paul told the evil spirit that was in this girl to leave. And of course, once that evil spirit left that girl, her business was ruined. And because her business was ruined, her, her master was not real excited. And because her master was not real excited, her master took Paul and Silas to the authorities, and the authorities threw Paul and Silas in prison. That's where we are in Acts chapter 16, verses 25 to 34. Give you a second to turn there. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. 
Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. Even though Paul and Silas were in prison, they didn't quit their mission for God. Paul and Silas still knew they had a mission for God, even though they were dealing with a hardship at that time. And Paul and Silas enhanced their mission for God during their hard time because Paul and Silas became Jesus to that jailer. And because Paul and Silas became Jesus to that jailer, the jailer ends up giving his life to the Lord and the jailer's family ends up giving their lives over to the Lord. You cannot quit your mission for God just because you're dealing with a hard time. I think prison can be a metaphor for a lot of different hard times we deal with, maybe like a coronavirus or, or like a, the loss of a job or, or maybe a, a divorce. We cannot quit our mission for God just because we're going through a hard time. It is so easy to get caught in discouragement with your hard times. It is so easy to get caught in selfishness with your hard times. And it is easy to forget that you still have to do your mission for God even though you are going through hard times. Do not quit your mission for God even though you are going through hard times, because Paul and Silas did not quit their mission for God, even though they were going through a hard time. They enhanced their mission for God because they were going through a hard time. One of my favorite movies is called 1917. Some of you guys have maybe seen that movie before. It's about two British soldiers um, that were sent on a mission to hand deliver a, a telegram to a colonel. Um, and that telegram was telling this colonel that this colonel needed to stop his battle plans. Um, because there was going to be this huge disaster that would happen if this colonel did not stop his battle plans. But this journey that started with two soldiers ended up with one soldier. The one soldier had to watch his friend die during the mission. And I believe that one soldier was discouraged from finishing the mission of hand-delivering that letter. But at the same time, I think that soldier knew he still had to finish his mission. Because even though his circumstances had changed, the mission didn't change. Even though our circumstances change, our mission for God never changes. Because we have a God that never changes. God's mission is bigger than our circumstances because God's mission grows us and God's mission keeps us close to God and God's mission produces eternal results. God's mission for us is to make disciples and to lead people to Jesus and to constantly grow in Him through being in prayer and being in the Word. We cannot quit that mission just because we deal with hard times. Because of the beauty of the cross, because of the beauty of the gospel, we get the opportunity to be part of this mission for God. Not only do we get eternal life through the, through the cross, not only do we get forgiveness through the cross, but we get this opportunity to be on mission with God. We get this opportunity to be used by God because of the cross. And we're not less effective for God just because of our circumstances. And God doesn't love us less just because of our circumstances, because of the beauty of the cross. If we have the power of God in us, and we allow ourselves to be used by God, 
Our circumstances don't matter. God will still use us for his mission. Because God is too powerful and God is too holy to let circumstances stop his mission. Do not let circumstances stop your mission for God because God is not going to let circumstances stop his mission. You can't give up just because times are tough. I know a lot of you are hearing this, this concept called essential businesses with this virus we're dealing with. And it seems like everybody has their own opinion of what an essential business is. If you talk to Frank Farmer, he'll tell you an essential business is a golf course, probably. If you talk to me, I'll tell you an essential business is a daily grind. If you talk to Paul Cologne, he'll tell you an essential business is 7-Eleven so he can get his Coke Zero. Love you, brother. Um, he's such an easy target, but I ask for his permission all the time in case anybody was wondering. I think we can all agree that God's work is an essential business, whether there's a virus or not, because God's work has eternal results. Our story tells us how we can stay on mission even in our hard times. Paul and Silas show us how we can stay on mission even in our hard times. This is the first way we stay on mission even in our hard times. We don't lose our joy in our hard times. We don't lose our joy in our hard times. If we look at Acts chapter 16, Verse 25, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Because Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God, they did not lose their joy. They did not lose their joy. And because they did not lose their joy, they stayed on mission even though they were going through a hardship. How many of you guys love caffeinated beverages? Does anybody love coffee? Does anybody love Mountain Dew? Does anybody love Coke Zero? I know one person that loves Coke Zero. Does anybody love Dr. Pepper? I know Jason Ashton loves Dr. Pepper. I survive on caffeine. I don't know about you. I need at least three cups of coffee today, uh, every day to keep going. Joy is that spiritual caffeine in, in your soul that keeps you going when you feel like you can't go. Because joy is the satisfaction that God is always going to love you and He's always going to be faithful to His promises and He's always going to be with you regardless of what happens. There's a peace inside of you with joy that reminds you constantly that God is always going to love you and that He's always going to be faithful to His promises and that He's always going to be with you. Joy is different than happiness. A lot of people think joy is happiness. Happiness is a temporary emotion that comes and goes, but joy never leaves you. Joy is a satisfaction that never leaves you. Joy is what keeps missionaries preaching the gospel even though they're dealing with persecution. Joy is what keeps pastors leading through a pandemic. Joy is what keeps teachers teaching online even though they don't want to pull their hair out because they don't know if the kids on the other side are learning. Joy is what keeps your sanity when you're trying to work at home and your kids are doing TikTok in the office at home. Joy 
keeps you going because joy reminds you that God is God and that he's always going to love you and that he's always going to be faithful to his promises. Nehemiah 8.10 says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength as you are going through hard times so you can stay on mission. And this is how we stay connected to joy. We stay connected to joy through staying connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. If you give your life over to Jesus Christ, you get to feel the living and moving and breathing God living inside of you called the Holy Spirit that is moving in you, that is convicting you, and that is transforming in you. This is what Galatians 5, 22 through 25 says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, and peace. Joy is in there. Joy shows that we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us because the Holy Spirit allows us to keep our joy. If we are staying in touch with the Holy Spirit, the living and moving and breathing God, we hold on to our joy. We hold on to our satisfaction in the deepest and darkest times of our lives. Joy is that anchor that keeps us going so we live on mission. Another way that we stay on mission through our hard times is through not losing our heart to love and serve people. We can't lose our heart to love and serve people if we are going to stay on mission through our hard times, if we are going to not quit our mission for Jesus during our hard times. We can't lose our heart to love and serve people. I read this story not too long ago about this 90-year-old woman that was dying in Belgium from the coronavirus. And this 90-year-old woman gave up her ventilator while she was dying from the coronavirus in the hospital in Belgium. She said, I had a good life. Keep this for the younger. In her darkest time, she did not lose her heart to love and serve people. I'm going to brag on Tomahawk Christian Church for a minute. We took up a fifth Sunday offering a couple weeks ago in the middle of a pandemic, and we raised $4,000 for two nonprofit organizations. You guys sacrificed so that two nonprofit organizations could survive during this pandemic. Tomahawk has not lost their heart to love and serve people. Even though we are going through a hard time, even though we are going through a tough financial time in our country. And can I brag on Tomahawk one more time? I don't mind about bragging on Tomahawk once in a while. Tomahawk is still donating snacks and, and coffee items to first responders and EMTs in this tough time because Tomahawk has not lost their heart to love and serve people. In Acts 16, 26 through 30, Paul and Silas did not lose their heart to love and serve people, even though they were going through their tough time in their prison. And because they held on to their heart to love and serve people in their tough time, they did not quit their mission of making disciples and bringing people to Jesus and staying close. 
to Jesus. In Acts 16, 26 through 30, we see an earthquake happening in the prison. And when the earthquake happened, chains were loosened and doors were opened. Because chains were loosened and because doors were opened from this earthquake, the jailer in that prison was ready to commit suicide because in that culture, if you were a jailer and your prisoners escaped, you would get killed. So this jailer wanted to kill himself to put himself out of his misery because he thought all the prisoners had escaped because of this earthquake. But he got a little bit of a surprise. Right before this jailer was about to kill himself, Paul and Silas come, hey, we're here, we're all here. Do not kill yourself. It's okay. Paul and Silas did not lose their heart to love and serve people, even though they had every opportunity during that earthquake to escape the prison. They cared about that jailer's life so much physically and spiritually that they were willing to put their comfort aside to stay for that jailer. And that spoke volumes to that jailer. And because that jailer saw Paul and Silas' love for people, that jailer saw Jesus in Paul and Silas. Because that jailer saw Jesus in Paul and Silas, that jailer asked an important question in Acts 16.30. That jailer asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Because the jailer saw the love of Jesus in Paul and Silas, that jailer wanted to give his life over to Jesus. And that's why that jailer asked that important question. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now is not the time to be selfish with your tough time with the coronavirus. God needs you more than ever. Do not lose your heart to love and to serve people even in this coronavirus. When you love and serve people in your times of trouble, you show the author of servanthood and you show the author of love who is Jesus Christ. That's why Matthew 20, 26 through 28 says, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to serve because Jesus wanted to show love. Because he wanted to draw as many people that he could to him. So that people could find real life. Even if you have nothing else to offer in this world, you can still offer servanthood and love. Because servanthood and love are at the core of living out your mission for God. There's always something you can do to show Christ through love and servanthood. Even if you don't have money, you can still show Christ through love and servanthood. Even if you don't have a lot of time, you can still show Christ through love and servanthood. Because love and servanthood are eternal. And everything in this world is temporary. Another way that we stay on mission in our hard times 
is through not losing our heart to share Jesus. Another way that we do not quit our mission in our hard times is through not losing our heart to share Jesus Christ. If we look at Acts 16, 31 through 34, Paul and Silas explain to this jailer how he can give his life over to Jesus Christ. And once this jailer finds out how he can give his life over Jesus Christ, he gives his life over to Jesus Christ, but then his whole family gives their lives over to Jesus Christ too as a result. Now is not the time to lose your heart for evangelism. Now is not the time to lose your heart for the lost. People still need to be saved, even if we're in a pandemic and you don't have a lot of money. People still need to be saved, even if you're dealing with a lot of anxiety. People still need to be saved. People still need to hear about the hope of Jesus. People still need to hear about the real truth about Jesus Christ that can set people free with real, eternal freedom. Do not let your hard times blind you from the opportunities God is going to give you to share your faith. God is going to give you those times if you look for them, if you pay attention to them, if you're attentive to those times. Are you ready to give an answer for the hope that you have, like 1 Peter 3.15 tells you, when you have those times to share your faith? Because there's a lot of people looking for hope right now, let me tell you, and there's a lot of people looking for answers right now with this pandemic. And are you ready to share your faith? Are you looking for those opportunities to share your faith? There's a lot of people asking right now, is this the end of the world? And there's a lot of people asking right now, why is this happening? And a lot of those questions give you a good opportunity to segue into talking about your faith. And those opportunities give you a good time to lead people to Jesus. Do you know how to lead people to Jesus? Do you know the basic gospel message? Be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have. I don't mean to get all fire and brimstone, but I am going to get fire and brimstone because it happens to me once in a while. But you don't know when people's last day is. You don't know when your last day is. Isn't there an urgency even at times like this to share the gospel of Jesus, knowing that people could find real freedom if they don't find real freedom in this quarantine situation? Is there a burning in your heart for people to have real hope right now, knowing that their last day could be today. Do not lose your heart to share Jesus, even in a time like this. Because Paul and Silas did not lose their heart to share Christ, even though they were in prison. Famous Christian singer Zach Williams sings, If you've got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking saver. If you've got chains... He's a chain breaker. If you allow God to use you for His mission, even in your toughest of times, you may be in physical prison, but you'll never be in spiritual prison. And spiritual prison is a lot worse than physical prison. Spiritual prison allows sin to take over your life, and spiritual prison allows sin to run your life, 
And when you're in spiritual prison, you may feel false fulfillment and you may feel false hope for a little while, but spiritual prison always leaves you empty and spiritual prison always leaves you with no truth and spiritual prison leads you on a pathway to eternal death instead of eternal life. Do not quit your mission of serving God through making disciples and bringing people to Jesus just because you're going through a tough time. Do not fall asleep on your mission right now more than ever. Because people need to hear about the hope of Jesus. People need to understand that they don't have to be in spiritual prison even though they're in physical prison right now. People can find real hope and real peace and real truth through not being in spiritual prison right now. If we don't lose heart for loving and serving people, if we don't lose heart for sharing the gospel, and if we hold on to our joy. And if you have not given your life over to Jesus and you're watching this, there's not a better decision than giving your life over to Jesus. So you don't have to live in spiritual prison. Hear the message. Believe it. Repent, which means admit that you've messed up and go in one direction towards God. Make that U-turn in your life. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of your life. And get baptized because Jesus commands it. There's not a greater way to connect with the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus than through getting baptized. Now is the time to give your life to Jesus. Now is the time. Because you can find real hope right now. Even when it seems like there's no hope out there. So if you want to go on this journey of not giving up on a mission from God, give your life over to Jesus. If you want to continue on this mission for God in your hard times, remember, keep your joy. Don't lose your heart for, for loving and serving people. Don't lose your heart to share Jesus. And just, just stay on the path that keeps you out of spiritual prison. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, we love you and we praise you. Help us to stay out of spiritual prison, even if we're in physical prison. Help us to not quit our mission of loving and serving you. Through staying to our joy, through keeping a heart for loving and serving people, and through keeping a heart to share your love with people. There's not a greater calling. Be with the rest of our time today in the mighty and powerful and precious name of Jesus. Amen.